How We Got Here with Christina Best and Christopher McClellan. Brought to you by Anthem. You're listening to How We Got Here. I'm your co-host, Christopher McClellan, and I'm joined by the world's galaxy best ever co-host of the entire everything. (laughs) I tried to outdo it from the last time. I think... How did I do, Christina? I think that was fantastic. And, you know, that's still going to remain true, I hope, moving forward in seasons. uh, Seasons moving forward, that is. Yes. Fortunately, as far as co-hosts go, this is officially the last time we will be co-hosts. Major, major sad face. So, Chris, tell us what's going on. What's Uh, going on? Well, you know, uh, the analogy, it's time to tend to my own garden, got a lot of projects going on and this has been quite a wonderful experience to to work with uh, the folks at caregiving.com get to visit with you and become friends become best friends but the, you know there comes a time in life uh, and as i approach my 65th birthday uh, tomorrow which will be february 18th i've got some other things that i want to do and I, it's kind of time to turn the microphone over we can hopefully get into some more details on on what's next for you in a moment. But I'll just say that, as I always say to you offline uh, and certainly in recording, that it's just meant so much to me to be your co-host. I went into podcasting with minimal uh, broadcasting experience. I, I hadn't uh, picked up a mic since I was in college. So I really looked to you for advice. And uh, I mean, you instantly made me feel comfortable day one. And I have just been so fortunate to, as your co-host, be a part of these conversations and witness your warmth to everyone. And you're just so comforting and the way that you listen to people and hear what they're telling you and digest it and then come back with such an empathetic response or question as a follow-up. I just, I love your interview style and I've just had, it's just been such a delight to have those conversations with you. Well, I appreciate that. And this isn't a goodbye. It's just a kind of a, a so long for now. And, and you know, we move on to other projects and other things in life. And, you know, for me, it um, this has been a terrific experience only because we get to talk to like-minded people. Because I think there's one thing that's been, many things that's been proven true in the last two uh, seasons of how we got here. It's our stories that connect each other. Our stories where we find common ground with folks who we don't really have, don't really know or haven't met before, but we meet in this uh, vast network of caregiving, and all of a sudden there's that uh, instant understanding of the journey that you've been on. Yeah, like you said, it's goodbye for now, but not forever. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I hope that we'll stay friends. I plan to stay friends with you anyway. <laughs> I'm sure you want to come to Barcelona and travel travel Europe with me. So. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit more about some of these next steps, this next chapter of your life, what you're going to be working on. I want to hear more. I, I think the uh, a couple of things I'd like to say, again, one of the many great experiences this past year was meeting so many of these caregivers who I hadn't had the chance before. The enthusiasm of Alexandria Drain and Jessica Zitter, the diversity of Jody Ann Burry, Shane and Hannah, what a wonderful story. One of the guests that impacted me was B.J. Miller. 
That was a wonderful conversation. Yeah, that was a wonderful conversation. And I, you know, and I've shared this with uh, our listeners here on how we got here and on my Healing Ties podcast. You know, this past year, health-wise, has been a challenge for me. It's been about a year ago since the heart procedure. Thankfully, I'm feeling pretty good. But I really believe for my 10 years or so of advocating as a caregiver, both caring for Richard, I learned more in this past year about what it meant to be a caregiver when I was on the other side of care. And then when I, not to, my story is pales in comparison to BJ's story, but when you've had the opportunity to be in a position to where you need care from somebody else and you have to ask for care from somebody else, it puts a whole different perspective on your role as a caregiver. And that's not to discredit anybody, any situation or any story. I just, there's so many instances now that, that connected, you know, like, why didn't Richard do this? You know, one of the reasons Richard didn't do that or whatever that was asking him to do, he was the one going to the radiation treatments. He was the one taking the medicine. You know, I was kind of the co-pilot. I had never really understood what that role as a co-pilot. I never really understood what it meant to internalize your mortality. Because any time one of those heart populations happened, I, or when I went to go to bed one night, this could be it. You, know, you put your advanced directives out on your table on your desk because you don't know if you're going to wake up. And that's, and it's these conversations with BJ and thinking about what it's been like for me to ask for care. It's just this whole role kind of connected for me, which also led me into, it's time for me to move on to my next chapter. Caregiving advocacy will always be a part of me, but for me, it's, I'm aging gayfully and I am I'm stepping into my comfort zone. I, I, I wanted to get in. I want to get in, even in the middle of COVID. I, I want to get into the, I want to get into travel. I want to go out and find people to interview and talk to, not only here domestically, but in Europe. You know, how are you aging gayfully? What are you doing to live out? And I'll use a bowling analogy here to live out the eighth, ninth, and tenth frames of your life. And that's really been prevalent in my, my mind for the past year. How am I going to live out the rest of my life? And when I will need a caregiver, I, I'm going to be in a better position to understand what their emotions and feelings are because I've had to look at my mortality. Yeah. Being your friend or being along your side through your own personal health journey and even to the loss of your sister, I hope you don't mind me also bringing no, that up that... in the context of this conversation. Yeah. But you, you've been through a lot in the last year and, and it's those types of, whether it's a health event that happens to you, whether it's a loss, whether it's a caregiving situation, you have no choice but to gain perspective, I think. And I appreciate you mentioning my sister because that... I know how much she meant to you. Very much so, you know, to be there with her when her life transitioned and uh, and to share that experience with her kids who are all, all adults or my nieces and nephews who were looking to me. You know, I had my own emotional attachment here, but I don't know, thankfully, if this is the, that's the right of being there when somebody has died before where I could kind of help them through this. 
that's something that will always I'm very grateful for that. But there comes a time when enough's enough and you have to move on and do things for yourself. I'm real good at taking care of other people. I haven't been very good at taking care of myself, but aging gayfully will help do that. You know, it's kind of a play on words because I entered, identify as a gay, a gay man, but you think about what the word gay meant in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and somewhat into the 60s. It meant happy, carefree. I, I think that's how everybody wants to age, wants to live life. And it, you know, the parallel with caregiving is there because when you get right down to it, there's no gender boundaries, orientation boundaries, economic boundaries with caregiving. Everybody's impacted by it, but we all just want to take care, love and care for the person as best as we can with as little drama as possible. So I'm off to this whole new, uh, whole new endeavor brand, however you want to mm-hmm. talk. It, it's to me, it's living out. Influencer. These, <laughs> influencer, yet yeah, influencer. It's, it's living out the eighth, ninth, and 10th frame uh, of my life. I hope I get extended play, but I don't, you know, I don't know, but it connected me. This just, you know, to come full circle back to Richard, it connected me because and while he and I talked about death and dying and I knew exactly what he wanted upon the time of his death, I, you know, you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes until you're in them, until you're facing that issue. I mean, that's just been such the eye-opening experience for me this past year. And that's why it's like, oh, I could continue doing this with you for the rest of my life, but I have to, I've got to move into my, my eighth, ninth, and 10th frame, and that's going to be aging gayfully. So. Absolutely. I am very proud of you for making that decision for yourself. I I know when we had that conversation a couple months ago, I'm sure it was difficult to break the news. It was. Mm -hmm. I was just so happy for you knowing that you're going to be putting yourself first in this next chapter of your life, and you're going to be pursuing creative endeavors that, you know, fulfill a different part of your your soul and bring you joy. Yeah. And another one of the great things about this is, you know, I've reconnected with with close friends along along this journey the last couple of years. I'm just going to call him out, even though he's not on the screen right now. You know, my friend Bill, we hadn't connected for a while and we got connected because of the work that I was doing with caregiving. And it comes back to those stories you know, you always feel that connection. And, and I'm thankful for that. And in fact, on my 40th birthday, which was 25 years ago, I had, and the hair was here and not here, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> my first bow tie, I had to move my beard, was given to me by Bill. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Aww. Yeah. On my 40th birthday. So, and I've kept What's that the design? I can't see it on my It's screen. a paisley. It's a red, oh, red nice. and yellow paisley. But just, it's just these, you know, it's these mementos that you have in life that, that, that are meaningful and these stories that we share. And that's why, that's why we all connect. If I heard you correctly in everything you just said, carryme.com slash myself mainly brought you and Bill back together, correct? <laughs> there, it's a marriage made in heaven. Yes. It has been so much fun working with you and Bill. 
I've learned so much and you both became very fast friends in this process and you mean the world to me. Well, likewise. Ditto. As uh, and I'm dating myself again, I think ditto. That is uh, Patrick Swayze in um, Ghost. There we go. Ditto. That classic movie. That is I haven't a, seen it in a long time. It is a classic <laughs> movie for sure. So, well, any other parting words, Chris? I'm excited to introduce the new co-host because she, she was a guest on season one, and she's got a beautiful story as well. Yes, please, Chris, uh, join me in welcoming and introducing our new co-host for season three and beyond, the Sarah Trot. Clap, 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 clap. Yay. Here she Sarah. is, folks. <laughs> here I am. How did I get here? Here I am now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we already know how you got here because you answered that in our first season. But tell us what's changed since we've had you on. I'm so excited to be here. I'm yeah. thrilled. I can't believe I'm, I'm here and a lot has changed since we recorded that episode. I'm now the associate editor at caregiving.com. Woohoo! Woo, we love it. It's been so wonderful having you these last, what has it been, already three months? <laughs> it's You've been a life. huge help and a source of inspiration. So I'm so glad that you're part of our team. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so excited to be co-hosting the next season and now as an associate editor with caregiving.com and I'm really leading into this space this year uh, with caregiving and advocacy and a lot has changed over the past couple months. My dad passed away. He fought a six-year battle with ALS and I feel like I'm honoring him and his legacy through being a co-host on this podcast and talking about caregiving issues and important topics relating to ALS. So it's an honor to be here. I'm really excited. And it's such an important topic to cover. And when you can do it from the position of it, where you've been, you're going to help so many more people. Thank you. I'm really excited to reconnect also with my podcast roots in a really new and meaningful way. I come from a broadcast journalism background. so. I have a podcast of my own as well, but I'm really looking forward to specifically covering caregiving related topics. And I learned a lot in my caregiving journey, but I have a lot more to learn from others as well. So let the cat out of the bag, you two. What, what can we expect in season three? I think first and foremost, you'll still be hearing all of the stories that you've come to appreciate. We will continue to be doing in-depth hour-long-ish conversations with people, just really getting to know their stories. But we have a couple other ideas that we're excited about that are, are brewing. So I'll let Sarah share, tease some of those, those ideas that we have moving forward. Well, offline, I feel like Christina and I are just, although we've only met in person once, we have this great synergy. And I think we're really excited to bring this fun spirit to talk about caregiving and to have serious conversations, but also kind of bring a unique twist to it. So I think also just changing a few things, of course, having the, the longer interviews, but also Christina and I just, you know, riffing about news events, issues, trends, tangible resources, happening in the caregiver space, maybe in some shorter form episodes as a way to bring more content 
and more really relevant content to you guys. So we're open to hearing new ideas and and what our listeners want. But yeah, we have a exciting opportunity ahead of us. I, for one, I'm looking forward to what you just mentioned as far as doing the some deeper dives, digging into the news and trends around caregiving, because while I am the editor of the site and I have a pretty good pulse on on the caregiving space, there's still so much that I want to learn more about and talk about. And I'm just really looking forward to the opportunity to grow uh, that muscle or develop that muscle with you alongside you too, especially since you are, if I may, you know, newer to the caregiving space, at least formally in your profession. So it's going to be really exciting to see how you learn and grow through that process as you already have, of course, producing content for the site. So yeah, it's going to be fun. So you know what was fun during our first, uh, the episode that we recorded with you, Sarah, was, uh, this is from even me being the co-host, but observing. I I saw the two of you connect during that podcast. It was very obvious to me that the two of that, there was some synergy there. I think I mentioned that to Christina right off, right after we got Oh, off. you did. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some synergy that you two are going to connect. And that, that's why I just think this is such a perfect fit. Well, we've become friends. You know, we work together, but we also have become friends and have bonded over similar interests and really excited to bring Christina out to the West Coast in a couple of weeks. So may even have to stay tuned for a special episode in person with the two of us and Bill. With Bill. Yep. Ugh. We wish you could join us, Chris. Well, if you're coming to Spain... Well, actually, <laughs> Sarah and I might take a trip out there. <laughs> there you go. We can uh, meet you at the on the Mediterranean. Right? Maybe we just we'll yeah. do our podcast out there. This is our I... pipe dream. Christina and I want to live yeah. in Barcelona together and work for caregiving.com and maybe uh, experience and explore what caregiving looks like in another country. International coverage. We're going global with yeah. caregiving.com. Yes, baby. <laughs> I just might have beaten you to the punch there, but that's okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you can start making the connections for us mm-hmm. in Barcelona. So that way, when we're ready to launch this project, we have a, a funnel of folks that we can talk to. There we go. We can, it's all about uh, <clears throat> collaboration. Mm-hmm. So you can't get rid of us yet, Chris. We're coming. That, He's like, that, that is, is not what I'm is, doing. That is nowhere <laughs> in the plan. <laughs> this is... Uh, this friendship is secure for for a long time. And I don't know, maybe you'll have me on a guest as a guest somewhere down the road. You never know. I'll let I Christina so. and Sarah <laughs> ask me the question. So we would love to. We should uh, put you on the other side of the I interview could, table. Uh, you can talk about aging gayfully. Sure. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be a wonderful thing to do. But in all sincerity, Christina. So Christina. <laughs> Please. I was gonna you gotta get one more of those in. You are simply the best. Simply the best. the best. Thank you. And Sarah, I, <laughs> it is just another example of people getting the opportunity to meet that most likely would never have met because of the caregiving and experiences. And that's one of the utter joys of this vast community is you get to meet people from diverse backgrounds and cultures and all of a sudden... You connect through your story. So, and I know this is going to continue to be a big success for caregiving.com. Thanks, Chris. 
Yeah, I'm coming back to, Sarah, something you said when we were talking offline about how we got here, uh, the format and the future of it. And you said being on the show meant so much to you because at that time in your life, all everyone wanted to ask you about was being on The Bachelor when all you cared about was what was going on at home with your father. And so for that, I thought that was worth mentioning in this conversation, but also because I'm just so grateful that you opened that email that I sent you know, you didn't have to, not everyone does, but uh, you saw that email and you thought, no, this is going to be something worth trying. And then look where we are now. Right. That's kind of incredible how one email can really change your life. And thank you for sending that email because now here we are and you've been a mentor to me, Christina and Chris, getting into the caregiving space and showing me how I can use my voice and my platforms to make a difference. So thank you guys. As I am learning to say, muy bien. Muy bien. (laughs) Good practice. Yeah, well, (laughs) sooner or later, I'll be able to get four or five Spanish words in in, in a row. But we're we're getting there. So don't want to rush into anything. It is my birthday, by the way. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. So, Christina, I guess we should say... How We Got Here is produced and edited by Bill Odman from Oddbox Productions. And social media is primarily by me with help on the design end by Michelle LaCouture. And How We Got Here is a production of caregiving.com and the Whole Care Network, at least season one and two, and sponsored by Anthem. You are also coming on as a sponsor for season three, so let's preemptively give them a thank you. Yay! Yay. And then we are on social media at underscore HWGHpod on Instagram and Twitter. Sarah, will you take us out? I will. Stay tuned for season three. We can't wait. How We Got Here. Proudly sponsored by Anthem for caregiving.com and the Whole Care Network.